Good morning, River Life. I'm glad to be with you all again. I'm Kong, the associate pastor, and I hope you're doing well. I know recently our governor in Minnesota extended the stay-at-home order for a couple more weeks, and when this all started about a month ago, I felt like it wouldn't be an issue for me. That hasn't been the case in the last couple weeks. Started to feel the effects of social isolation, uh, but what's been helpful is I know that I'm not alone, and I know that's for a good cause. One thing that has been extremely helpful um, for me to get through this is my nephew, Jeremiah. Now, if you know Jeremiah, he's a fun kid, and he's been extremely helpful in the sense that he's been a barometer for me through this. You see, when he gets frustrated, when he gets tense, he doesn't have all the vocabulary or ability to share what the issue is. Uh, Whereas for me, I can internalize it, I can hide it, I can distract myself. With Jeremiah, all he knows is that if there's an issue, he needs to let it out some way. So whether that's him being uncooperative or frustrated with every small thing, in a weird way, when I check in on him, it reminds me to also check in on myself to see how I'm doing. Whenever he gets upset and I care for him, I find that I'm also caring for myself. Now, how about you? How have you handled all the adjustments that we've experienced in the last month? Are you finding healthy ways to take care of yourself? How about finding help from others? I know that might be kind of a weird question because we've got social distancing and and stay-at-home policies in place, but I really think in order for us to get through COVID-19, this pandemic, we need to do it with each other. We need each other's support and care, and I think we need to be creative about it. One place that has helped me rethink and be creative about this is the Bible. And so let's see what baseline the Bible gives us to demonstrate care for each other and support for each other during times like this. Now, there's a lot of passages that talks about care and support for each other. Um, the one that I feel is the most relevant to us is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 15. So let's read it together. This is what 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 15 says. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As scriptures say, they share freely and they give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Now here's a little context so that we can better understand the situation of this passage. 
The church in Jerusalem was experiencing some financially tough times, either from a famine or persecution. So Paul makes a request to other churches to see if they can help contribute financially to help out the church in Jerusalem. So the church in Corinthians is one of the church that Paul had requested. And so in this particular passage, Paul is reminding them about the collection that's going to happen and encourages them to be generous in their giving. So let's break it down. I'm going to start with verses 6 and 7. So let me read it for us again to remind us what it says. This is what it says. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Paul begins with a common agricultural saying, you reap what you sow. Keep this in mind because I'll come back to it a little later. Paul simply encourages the Corinthian church to be generous with the resources they have. He then gives clarity to help us better understand that generosity is not based just on quantity. It's not just a matter of how much you give. It's also the manner that you give. Let me say that again. Generosity is not just a matter of how much you give. It's also the manner that you give. It makes a difference. If we give reluctantly um, or if we give because we feel pressured, we miss out on a really important opportunity to experience who God is. God loves a person who gives cheerfully because it reflects who God is. A cheerful giver gives in a generous way, like how God gave us everything in Jesus. Let's go on to verse 8 through 10. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be redeemed forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Simply, when we are generous and give cheerfully, we experience care. God cares for us. God cares for us by giving us more. Not just as an end there, he gives us more so that we can continue to be generous. This is what David E. Garland says. God rewards generosity with material abundance to make it possible for people to be even more generous. That's really cool. Verse 9 and 10, Paul references the Old Testament a couple times, reminding the Corinthians um, that as God is generous, he wants us to mirror his generosity, just like how Paul said that God loves a cheerful giver. Paul points to passages like Psalms 111 and 112 and talks about how God is merciful, merciful, compassionate, and generous in Psalms 111 and that when we obey him, trust him, um, that is reciprocated in us as it says in Psalms 112. We are blessed by being generous to others. Now, now, not only does God provide and continue to provide, but get this. Paul refers to two more Old Testament passages, Isaiah 55 verse 10 and Hosea verse 10 through 12, which highlight that God multiplies resources too. 
So let me read verse 10 for us again. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Wow. Now, remember earlier when I told you in verse 6 to keep that in the, in, in the back burner, um, the verse 6 where it talked about a farmer who plants only a few seeds and how they will receive a small crop, but the one who plants generously will receive a generous crop. This is what Paul is saying. He is telling us that when we are generous of taking care of others, when things are tough, God provides and multiplies the resources that we have so that we can continue to be generous. When we care for others, we are also caring for ourselves and God is the one who's caring for ourselves. Lastly, the passages wraps up the passage wraps up by telling us the results of being generous. Verse 11 through 15 says this. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, two wonderful four words. Simply put, verse 11 tells us that the result of generosity leads us to be enriched in every way. We will be cheerful and joyous, even in times of concern and need. The result for caring for each other results in, good, in two good things. First, others benefit from, a gener from our generosity. And second, God is glorified. God is glorified through the prayers that the recipients um, of our generos of the generosity of the Corinthians and us receive. And so when we help others, we are helping ourselves. Interestingly, there's psychological research which also shows us that when we give instead of receive, it leads us to benefit, it leads the giver to benefit more than the one who receives. Back in 1965, Frank Reisman came up with the helper therapy principle. And it's this idea, it's a, that it was a therapeutic approach where people with a problem helped other people with the same problem, but in a more severe form. And those who benefited the most were the ones helping rather than those who received. And so an example that, that Reisman gave was, uh, for example, in Alcohol Anonymous. Um, there were alcoholics who were helping other alcoholics. Um, so they had the same problem, but they had alcoholics with a less severe form helping those with more severe form. And those who were helping ended up benefiting more than those who received. So in light of all this, the connection that I want to make for us is that when we care for others, we are caring for ourselves. We have always needed each other for our well-being. And in times like this, we need each other even more. And so the invitation that Paul gives to the Corinthians to be generous is huge for us. When we care for others, we are caring for ourselves. And more importantly, the generosity we show is blessed by God, who grows us in body, mind, soul, spirit. 
And as much as, again, the generosity impacts those in need, we are impacted by it even more. Generosity helps us connect with God in a deeper way. So when we help others, we are helping ourselves. So what does this mean for you? How does support care look like for you in your community? What are some practical things that you can do to help yourself by helping others? I'm going to give you a minute to meditate on this and to hear what God is trying to tell you. Because I think this is such a crucial part to we who we are. 